Welcome to Wizard Team, a Black magical podcast for Black magical stories. Hi everyone, it's Bayana, Robin, and Portia embarking on a journey through the many fantasy stories written by Black people. Currently, we're reading Amari and the Night Brothers by B.B. Austin, and today we're discussing Chapter 15. Happy Black Magical History Month! Okay, so um, we are on like, what is this now, week two of Black Magical History Month? Yeah, Coming I don't up. know, I don't know time. Um, but we in here, it's, 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 it's straight February. So, you know, we out here, we magic, we black, we black, we magic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, what did we discuss previously on Wizard Team. Uh, when we left Amari, she was not sure what to do about Magician Girl 18. I'm like, you know what? If I were you, Blocker. I would hit that report button. Blocking you better hope there isn't a, a magical Elon running uh, the other net, but, you know, block and report. Um, and then Amari was called to the chief director's office and we got to meet Lord Lift um lord kensington lord of the elevators uh and if you if you thought that i was overreacting about ai you are now firmly on my side after meeting lord lift um and then we find out that fiona agent fiona and chief director crow want amari to talk to moreau uh there's been a um hybrid attack uh which you know canceled their tour and everything and then they ended up having to take that test early and that attack actually was pretty violent so they are out of options and now they're like oh amari you're our only hope help us amari you're our only hope in like (laughs) star wars terms um and magnus is like this is cute or whatever but she is a child and Amari said, well, that's too damn bad, Grandpa, um, and <laughs> decided that she was going to talk to, or she was going to go to the prison and talk to Moreau, because if we know anything about Amari, we know that she is trying to find out what happened to her brother, and this is a way to do that. Not only did she agree to talk to Moreau, but she also um, used this opportunity to kind of leverage um chief director and agent Fiona and Magnus to tell her more uh, about Quentin's disappearance and why they didn't, why they decided not to negotiate for his release. Um, So we got, we got a good amount of info. Um, I think by the end of it, Amari's like, Oh, we could check off step two of the plan. And that, uh, you know, is a big step forward. So, that's where we ended um but we also had a question for you the listener um which we've been thinking about for the last two episodes which was what do you think are the seven great beasts we know that who do we know is one of the seven Um, great beasts is the abominable snowman the abominable snowman we know for sure is one of the seven great beasts we We speculated Loch Ness Monster aka Nessie and so we got a couple of answers from people on the interwebs and in real life. Um, Hal H. Allen said that 
he thinks that one would be a thunderbird from indigenous culture, which I think is a great, um, I think that's a great guess. Um, even the Trunchbull, Nick, uh, Nick Fury on Twitter, and then my friend Alex, when we were at Pub Trivia, all said the Kraken. Um, I think I saw Nick's first, and as soon as they said it, I was like, duh. That's the Game of Thrones person. You're like, um, that's the house sigil. Why did I right. not? <laughs> Shoot, right. does it's... that mean that there's a direwolf or like? Right. I don't know. I don't think so. I couldn't but... think about what the Kraken was. Like when Alex said it, I was like, I know that name. And like, yeah, because it's like in the Pacific Ocean, right? Or we we know that like two of them are in the ocean. In the, in the Atlantic, Atlantic Ocean. Ocean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Atlantic. The Kraken so is like, like an ocean dwelling. Yeah. And I was like, I don't really, I can't think of, I know, I know that name, but I can't really think of what oh. or who the Kraken is. Um, Release the Kraken is the only thing I know. And I don't know <laughs> yeah. what it's reference to. So. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, we got enough people saying it that I, I am, I believe it. I want to pull up because I'm, I think I know what it's from, but I don't want to like misattribute it wrong. Yeah, but I feel like it was from. Oh no, I was definitely wrong. Apparently, it's from Clash of the Titans, which I guess I would only know if I had seen like a trailer from it. Probably, I think it was in a trailer, and that's why it's a thing because I had never saw that movie. <laughs> Clash of the Titans. The one also that my friends. Pins. Also, when I was around that time, actually, when I think about it, like that was like a thing that me and my friends would say. I don't remember why. I think just because it sounded like it had some gravitas yeah. to it, you know. <laughs> um, Alex also said Megalodon, um, which is like a great large, like a large shark, and then a giant, mm. and then like the giant squid is what he said, like with like a capital T H. But I feel like that's the Kraken, isn't it? Isn't the Kraken a squid? Is that the Kraken? Is that the Kraken? Yeah. That's what I thought. Is that the, okay? So he, yeah. okay, yeah. So he probably said, you know, the Kraken, a giant squid, and I was like, oh, the Kraken, in your head, comma, you giant squid. I was like, I don't know what, I don't know what the Kraken is. Okay, so, um, and this is why you should always have someone like Alex on your pub trivia team, by the way, because they just be like knowing stuff, coming up with stuff. Yeah. Um, and we also got second that day. Whoop, whoop. Nice. Um. And then somebody else, we cannot remember who, and we're really sorry about that, but... Instagram is is very, uh... Trash. Yeah. Trifling. It's it's (laughs) trash over there, and so you can't, for some reason, can't go back and, like, find answers. But I remembered the answer, I just can't remember who said it. So, very sorry to you (laughs) if you said it. We appreciate you. We appreciate (laughs) so much answering the question, and we will figure out a better way to save Instagram answers um, instead of being like, "All right, we're about to record. What were the answers that we got? (laughs) We're gonna do it in real time next time." Um, And they said Bigfoot, so I don't think that could be. We had said we in. What and like maybe it was two episodes ago we had talked about like Sasquatch, the, yeah. yeah, how the Sasquatch and Bigfoot. I, the it wasn't came totally from, clear of like whether they count yeah. or not, but maybe they do. Um, it's a great guess though. So those, yeah. so how many is that though? Hold up. So we have um, we have like the four. abominable snowman, which we know for sure is like canon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have the Thunderbird. Lo- that's two. Uh huh. Loch Ness monster. Loch Ness monster is three. The Kraken, Kraken. is four. Megalodon is five and Bigfoot is six. The Megalodon is the same thing as the Kraken. No, no, no. Megalodon no, is the a Megalodon giant is, a, oh. is a giant shark. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. 
But the giant squid is the same thing as the Kraken. If we have a giant Ooh, Wait, is Hydra a thing? But Hydra's... Well, hi- mm. No, because Hydra's not a squid. Yeah, you're right, you're right, like, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Mate, what about right. Cerebus? And the Hydra seems oh, like it would live in the ocean. Ooh, Cerebus. Big brain, big brains. Okay, hold up. Let me write right. it down so that at some Guys, point... y'all. Okay. Sometimes you just need time to, like, percolate, you know? <laughs> you like, know, and you need to let it sit. Yeah. And if we don't know, it, like, by the end of, I guess, like, the series, we BB often, sir, hey. we will be in your mentions. So you better know. You better have figured this out. This better not be a thing that you Wait, thought. We gotta come to him with our theory wall, with, like, point out at the different, <laughs> at the different arrows yes, coming out of the <laughs> Sir. We need to get him on the podcast, and we need to be like, sir, please settle this for us. And you need, like, you know, because I always wonder about this. Like, there are, like, writers like George R. R. Martin, right, who have, like, whole backstories and shit that they're never going to, like, actually, like, put in the in the story, but, like, they know. And then there are writers who are like, mm, seven great beasts. That sounds great. What a, you know, and then they just keep typing. BB, yeah. Mr. Austin. You're what, on is, notice. what is the answer? <laughs> I don't care which one is. you are at this point right now, right here, right now, you hearing this, you need to go to the drawing board and have all seven. One of the answer is you'll find out. That's Continue true. reading. That's fine too. I'm saying, I'm saying once we figure out, like once we get I to the end know. of the series, if we have not had all seven confirmed, Mr. Austin, sir. <laughs> we gonna be We have questions. We're gonna be knocking on the door. Nah, we gonna need an answer to this. We gotta make sure that we were, we, we gotta make sure that we uh, put this on a doc somewhere. That we I just did. I added a comment to our okay. agenda, so we'll. All right, we'll, all right. but also so that um, we can return to for like questions, like questions yeah. we need answered by the end of the mm-hmm. series, and return yeah. to every 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 uh, edition. So we, should, we should try to. I mean, we're we're like we're just we're just saying this. We should try to get him on at the end of every book and see what he'll answer and what he won't answer. <laughs> Um, see when he's like you just gonna have to wait that'd be, I mean like, I wonder if he would dip me down funny. for like a reunion special like <laughs> <laughs> oh like say so you're in the hot seat right. <laughs> some questions. Some questions. <laughs> I would like to know I would like to know be <laughs> like Ugh. such a touch from the city in the middle of nowhere says <laughs> Come channel our best Andy Cohen. Um, okay, let's let's move on. But we're 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 out here. We we've got ideas. We've got ideas. We got we got about seven, right? We got at least seven. That's, yeah, because we had the Hydra and the Cerberus at the mm-hmm. end. Um, I kind of we were talking about whether or not a dragon would count, but I think maybe. Like a were dragon is different. So yeah, maybe I think a were dragon is different than. A oh my dragon. gosh! Yeah, right. But we sort of think about like, I my thing is like, what who is a well known mythical dragon that could be that or whatever. Another thing that just came to my head was um, kaiju, perhaps a kaiju mm-hmm. in the Pacific Ocean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, okay, Mister Austin. If you don't have seven, we got options for you. You have to choose <laughs> <laughs> what the seven are. We can spin a wheel. You are the last <laughs> word on the subject. <laughs> if you were, if you were just throwing out a number, we, we got, can help we you. Got plans. We can help you. We, we, we got backup. Here. 
<laughs> all right. Okay, all right. let's let's get into chapter fifteen. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Amari. So they're basically they're about Amari's about to go talk to Moreau. They're like it's happening not now, but now essentially. So now. she didn't, she kind of assumed that they were like you know you'll get some time soon-ish you know in a bit but they They immediately have her yeah they immediately have (laughs) like start prepping her for the situation um and are kind of giving um they give her a list of questions that director van helsing typed himself um they're saying like moreau is going to try to mess with your head so you know be careful he'll try to distract you with those illusions um but she's completely safe because he's behind a barrier so he can't actually like harm her um and then fiona's like it's important to show confidence he'll be able to sense if you're scared you won't be alone down there we'll keep uh keep an eye through security cameras and then magnus is like if at any point you do get scared it's fine to leave like no pressure kind of situation um i did have one question was like what are the other train like are there other trainees in class right now while she's doing this and like Hmm. I know, I know it doesn't matter in the scheme of like, like it like does and doesn't matter for Amari because she's only here to find, find Quentin. So like <laughs> at this point, if it's an option between doing this and like taking her class so she doesn't fail her test, like this is the more immediate kind of option, I guess. Um, but I was just curious, like, are they just at lunch this whole time, or are they like get free time while Amari and the agents try to figure out like? But it's also free time for them to study, which she definitely needs (laughs) if it's free time, right? Yeah. But again, of the two, like, even if I, even if I was, I would definitely choose this. It's the most like it's it has the most opportunity to yield the quickest results, I guess. I mean, Um, we even saw like after she got her aunt, like her her test results back and it was like you got a four and they had time to go like she didn't go study she went to the department mm-hmm. to get right. her out so like we already know where Amari's at right and I appreciate mm-hmm. the like commitment um but I do think that like what is like we saw their schedule I think that it's like probably they are like in class mm-hmm. um or not class because it's not I always like have to remind myself like it's not school they're like doing these like it's a camp yeah yeah it's like a camp mm-hmm. so they're in like these different you know I mean I guess it is like class or whatever but like you know Sessions. Camp, it's, like, sometimes it's like oh it's a uh, arts and crafts time right, right? but also if I team. think if you think about it like they did cancel the rest of the tour so maybe the kids are on the tour oh yeah because they canceled yeah. the tour to deal with the attack so maybe they're just like switching and she's gonna know. get her own personalized <laughs> right <laughs> the, the schedule is yeah she's not the schedule just has marked out uh week A one supernatural week. investigations tour the supernatural mm. knowledge exam intro to sky sprints and supernatural immersion and then uh, the first tryout at the end of the week yeah so, so there's it's possible no like since the tour got like post or canceled or whatever they just and they moved up yeah. the exam. Like it's probably they. It's possible they don't have anything. Like yeah. But I also think like so. When I went to camp, it was a completely different kind of camp. It was a, it was a Jesus <laughs> church camp, but still uh-huh. there you just had like act, <laughs> you just had like activity hours. So you had to do like an activity, but they had like mm-hmm. a menu of activities that you could do. Right. right. So 
it's at, that's how I was like kind of thinking of it is that like so if you got your test results back and they were like you your magical history stinks or your your knowledge of the magical beast is awful mm-hmm. then in this you know chunk of time you would choose to go brush up on that and someone else would choose to like brush up on something else I don't know or go figure out their new supernatural powers when do they do that when do they have time for that? That seems in their rooms. Uh, who knows? That seems yeah. dangerous. My question was, how does Agent Fiona have the nerve to tell this young lady to have confidence when she's this, she used intimidation to break her not too long ago? Well, you know. So how are you helping her well, build that her was confidence? A test. It was a test. It was a test. It was a Did she, she build confidence from that? I think she kind of did in a weird way. I still don't agree with it. <laughs> but I think somehow it did help. I don't know. If you know that so he's easy I was just to break. watching I was just watching um and sorry like these are pre-recorded. Y'all should know that. We have lives. We have to do these at certain times. Um mm-hmm. South Carolina played Yukon and they won. <laughs> as they should have but (laughs) the point is is that like i was seeing like the differences in like coaching styles and like gino oriema is a white man or whatever and he'd be like throwing water bottles and whatnot and coach don staley doesn't have the luxury of throwing water bottles and being like held back from the referees because she's a black woman and it's just like the differences in how you motivate and show your like um commitment to like growth or your your team or your kids or whatever um and I think I always think about this because like I was not good enough to even contemplate playing in a d1 d2 d3 uh program but I always thought about like what program I would go to and like part of me is like I would have gone to Tennessee and played coach Pat but I my soft ass would not have made it like she would (laughs) have she would have broken me and I would not have been able to put the pieces back together. But someone like Candace Parker, Shamika Holdsclaw, they were able to like do that. So I think it's yeah. Amari is the kind of person, especially with her background, um, and being at like Jefferson, like she she thinks about or she relates things back to like her time at Jefferson a lot, which I noticed, um, especially in like I think mm-hmm. this chapter or last chapter, I don't know. Um but I think that she's the kind of person where like showing that kind of doubt or showing that kind of um, like tearing her down a little bit does actually like she's defiant. Like I, Bayana said very succinctly, Amari fights. So <laughs> I think that like it, it did help her, you know what I mean? Um, whether we agree with it or not, it helped. There were better ways though. Yeah. It, I don't think it was the most efficient way. No. Or even the most like humane way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so um Amari goes back onto Lord uh King or into Lord Kensington, which is like such a weird way to phrase this, but it is what it is. Um and he's actually like apologizes to her his behavior before and is like what you're doing is very brave um he said oh, so, i didn't know you were about that life yeah like I, I kind of like 
not that I appreciate, because, like, obviously, well, one, it's an elevator, so, like, who really cares? But two, like, the idea that you misjudge someone and you, um, like, some folks be rude as hell off the top, and it's like, mm-hmm. relax. Um, and so the fact that he, as an elevator, recognized that, um, and then, as we see, like, in the rest of the chapter, it's actually kind of, like, here and, like, supportive of Amari, I think is interesting um and nice as far as like elevators go <laughs> and terrifying because ai should not be supportive should not have thoughts of it shouldn't be own. learning that fast shouldn't be learning <laughs> and adapting having recently watched uh wakanda forever like when uh King- queen ramonda says like she doesn't doesn't trust the ai like it was reminding me it's of like Robin being like moment. yeah mm-hmm. the thing is is i like went a lot hard i'm realizing like robin is very much like no and i'm like this is cute like if you listen to old (laughs) episodes of wizard team be clear like agents of shield has not been on for years at this point (laughs) back then i was not recovered it was different also if it's like yeah robin is not recovered i think at some point i'll rewatch and then i'll be back in it but i mean i still don't really i mean like we were saying some things Build you back stronger. Agent yeah. Shield broke. I still have not watched the final season. <laughs> I don't. Feel, I don't even think I've watched the final two seasons. <sighs> broke me. That one season. Nah, just that one season was wild. Ripped me to shreds. I might. You know was- what? Let's see what we need to do to file a lawsuit. <laughs> Get that. Not Disney a frivolous money. lawsuit. Nah, like man. It. I want a class action. <laughs> I got PTSD. Stop. <laughs> Emotional um, distress. Is it PTSD or is it a good sense of survival nah, for nah. all these upcoming said, nope. freaking designs that are coming because, up? I mean, wh- why not both? Por que los dos? So, um, uh, Lord Kensington zips Amari down to a floor she's never seen before. Um, it's really just the solid wall of black metal. Uh, Amari asks where they're going and uh, Lord Kensington explains that there's a number of walled off floors in the bureau, um, typically quite dangerous or secret places. Blackstone prison is both. So this is a prison that is buried. I'm like, at this point, we must be at the center of the earth. (laughs) Unless they like, unless they sprawl out because I wonder like at one, at some point um, when Lord Kensington, like when we actually get into Blackstone prison, he starts moving forward. So mm-hmm. it's possible that like it's actually more spread out. They, you know what I mean, I like, mean the elevators ha- do more than just up and down, and like they go side to side, front and back, or whatever. And that it's like more spread out, so it's not. But Blackstone Prison is definitely like way deep into like. It's yeah, definitely but like very Amari, far I mean, I guess I guess magic or whatever. But Amari is not like I'm hot or I'm really right, cold. Or, like, I, I feel, feel like really everything hot. is pressed in. <laughs> Like, yeah, I feel the pressure of like, yeah, like I just feel like I don't know. I need to know how magic, you know. I want to but I but I recognize that that might be asking for a lot because there's a lot going on in this place. But I would like a map, um, just for my own. Like, I don't think it's actually necessary for the story. I doesn't have to be like a detailed map, just a schematic of just like what the layout is. What this this building look like? Exactly. And again, it's not necessary for. Sometimes you need a map for a story. You shouldn't, but sometimes you do. You don't really for this. I just like maps. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, one. 
So to earn a place um, in Blackstone Prison, you have to be found guilty of truly vile acts. Um, and all visitors must be approved by the chief director herself, which is why Lord Kensington is the only way in or out. Um, so I had a question about this. Yeah. Because if Lord Kensington is the only way in or out, does that mean he got like criminals writing his, when they get sentenced to Blackstone Prison, do they have to ride Lord Kensington to go to their cell? On cell? the unicorn and then carpet. So probably. then why the F you giving Amari so much grief about your unicorn carpet? Well, you got, you got whole. Well, maybe there's a way for because he doesn't. He actually says this is why I'm the only way for you to enter. So maybe it's actually more like visitors. a visitor's entrance versus a in or out. Like I kind of just said that, but um, yeah, maybe instead it's more like a visitor's entrance, or he just gives them his most like disgusting shade on the way. <laughs> you know, my he puts my up like was... um just like uh grandma's plastic on the on his whole elevator just plastic right. on the elevator he's just like they're like oh no i hope you know <laughs> like you know the procedures like everyone in the agency is debriefed on how to treat lords Kens- kensington when they're transporting prisoners and like they have to make sure they put all those procedures in place before he'll allow them on the elevator yeah i'm like if it's not if he's not just the visitor's interest he's definitely makes us think about it mm-hmm because my he thought was, was he was he was already disgusted by just a regular trainee being on board so mm-hmm. imagine if you were convicted of a heinous crime like right no exactly my thought was like him giving her this explanation now gives her like information that she knows like how where all the secret places are like now she knows where she to ever try to figure out like oh if there's somewhere I think that the borough may be hiding, sec- hiding secrets, where how would I be able to get there? And now she has that information. She has to hack Lord Lift to get there. Mm-hmm. Ooh, interesting. Interesting. That's a lot of power. Mm-hmm. A lot of knowledge. And her best friend is a super genius. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. So they're now entering Blackstone Prison. Um, there's a speed limit, so uh he's no longer gassing he has to (laughs) abide by the rules or whatever um so yeah so then the elevator lurches forward like i mentioned and then there's a gap in the metal wall that slides open everything goes dark as they pass through the wall um and then they're inside so it's basically one hallway with all these giant all the like prison um cells are made of glass um so Amari says that it's like those indoor exhibits at the zoo with long walls of glass cages, only a thousand times scarier. Scary creatures skip, slither and skulk about. Some scream constantly while others have laughs so cold she can feel it in her bones. A pack of drooling beasts claws at the glass. Some things are so awful they're kept in complete darkness, but their fiery eyes follow me down the hallway. Um, I'm out. Department of Ethics. I just want to, I just want to note. Yeah. That well, if there were a Department of Ethics, would they really, like, I feel like a Department of Ethics would question the efficacy of, like, leaving prisoners and their treatment on display for anyone who comes in or out. I mean, mm-hmm. no, because we have that in our world. <laughs> we have ethics in the United States prisons. No, we do not. <laughs> I guess. Just, eh. Eh. It's like, it's always hard because it's like, 
prisons are trash, right? So that's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but also the way this is depicted is very much like all of these people or or beasts really and like creatures are scary but also it's like very one-sided which again i think it makes sense to be in the case that like amari just got here she don't know these people you know what i mean like mm-hmm. we know for a fact that moreau is genocidal um but we don't know what like these other creatures have done or like we don't know that everyone down here is genocidal right and we don't know what constitutes like vile acts or like even how like we just we don't have it feels like we don't have enough information on like blackstone prison and like what yeah yeah so this reminded me of um (laughs) i just love marvel talk in here but when tony goes to visit uh is that in civil war yeah yeah when they get caught after the um the airplane or airport fight and Tony goes to visit them all. Um, that's like the Blackstone prison. I, I just imagine Amari as poor Amari. I imagine Amari as Tony Stark. Um, she doesn't deserve that, but there it is. And yeah, I just think that like, I don't know, like prisons are, <laughs> Prisons are weird. And I think Moreau says this, like, a little bit later, so it's not, mm-hmm. like, t- totally a spoiler. But, like, you know, you'd be like, abolish all prisons. And then you <laughs> see someone like Moreau and you'd be like, eh, well, maybe. <laughs> maybe not this one, you know? Uh, it's just, there know. has to be, there does have to be another way. There needs to be another way. Well, I also think, I mean, too, I think like, we... we, we've talked multiple times about, like, the fact that, like, the Bureau has so ostracized and demonized and criminalized magicians simply existing that, like, mm-hmm. what other alternatives, at least in the magician side of it, do they have? And I assume that's probably very similar to some of these other creatures, right? Who, um, I think about this all the time that, um, in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, when Jessica Rabbit's like, I'm not evil I was just drawn this way (laughs) um and it's like yeah like sometimes it's like you don't give them they don't have any other option right Right. like and like we also don't know what pushed the Knight Brothers to become who they were sometimes folks are just evil so it's not to say that they weren't just out here wiling from jump because they could um Mm -hmm. and so like yeah Moreau deserves some punishment for like what he's done but also like is this the best not, way yeah and also not all magicians deserve this yeah um one note that i was gonna say about the way that this layout is is that um for the cool factor it does kind of give like space mountain like moving through the darkness and mm. not really being able to see how you're moving but you're knowing that you're moving in the direction is kind of freaking you out because it's just like you can't you can't quite see but yeah. you can see enough to be a little frightened um i liked that it was like re- reminiscent of something you could find in true life in real life mm-hmm. yeah um so lord kensington is like there's no harm in covering your eyes um so that's what amari does and then finally they get there she opens her eyes looks ahead um they're in a different section of the prison there's only one glass cage here and inside is a gray-haired man in a rocking chair pacing away from her or lord kensington is like find your courage you can do this so now he's a now he's out here with pep talks and uh (laughs) (laughs) he's like 
He's like, all right, we got this. He's, he's gonna be, he's gonna be you telling people. He's gonna be telling people. He's gonna be like, did you know I had a Mari Peters? You know, I was with her. <laughs> I helped in the interrogation. Don't get he your feet from, on like... my on my carpet. <laughs> <laughs> but he went from like Froggy Jeffrey from Prince Fresh Prince of Bel Air to like helpful Jeffrey. From yeah, Fresh exactly. Well, you remember when Amari first gets in and he is like, I go from like transporting the Goblin mm-hmm. King to this like trainee. Like next to me, he's like, I go from transporting Amari Peters to you. <laughs> <laughs> How quickly, how the, my, my, how the turntable. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, okay. Mini tangent before we go on a break. Um, But I said like, oh, how, you know, how the tables turn. And Ami was like, isn't it the turntables? Because I usually, I was like, because I usually say it wrong. And I was like, no, that's a joke from the office. (laughs) It's actually wrong. It's not the right way to say it. So she like miscorrected me. It was hilarious. Happy Black Magical History Month! We're excited to spend the month with y'all getting creative, celebrating our favorite fantasy stories, watching movies, jamming to some good music, and more. None of this would be possible without our baddies over on Patreon. At any tier, baddies get cool perks like monthly live streams, behind the scenes, bonus content, and the satisfaction of knowing that their favorite nerds appreciate them. Y'all are real for that. If y'all want to help us keep the magic flowing, become a baddie today at patreon.com slash blacknerdscreate. Now it's time to talk to Moreau. I'm about to, things are about Ooh. to get juicy. Things about to pop off. Okay, so um, Amari leaves the elevator. Um, it's So she's on, so the floor is also black. So I feel like it kind of in my head, it like kind of probably feels like you're like walking through space in a way. Because, like, everything yeah. is pitch black except Moreau sitting on this thing. And, like, there's a glass cage around him that maybe she can see. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's invisible. But, like, it's just, like, darkness and then this man in a rocking chair. Um, so. This old man who probably is casting an illusion. Probably, yeah. But born. he can only cast them within the, like, yeah. within his box. Um so oh oh it's giving loki an event in the first avengers sorry okay i'm done oh yeah sort of (laughs) (laughs) no more um i mean i I don't know if you can promise that but i can't promise that yeah um so amari walks up to the glass and it's like moreau suddenly he and the chair vanish and a different scene emerges from inside the cage a fancy living room with plush chairs and a large fireplace um, Amari blinks and Moreau is face to face with her so close he could reach out and grab her if not for the glass. She yelps and stumbles back because somebody just pops up in front of your face. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't the glass, he might have got popped in the face too. Like, right? <laughs> back up. <laughs> um, so a wide smile reaches Moreau's face. He watches her for a moment before pressing his plop, his palms against the glass. No need to be frightened. Hardly any of my power reaches beyond this cursed fishbowl. Besides, would I harm someone I've looked forward to meeting so very much? And so Amari's like, why would you care about meeting me? Um, and then he inst- he closes his eyes, drums out a beat on the glass using the tips of his fingers and says, do you hear that? It's your song, child. The magic in your blood. It sings such a strong melody. That's so creepy. creepy. Um <laughs> 
So this part, I'm gonna. This part reminds me of Murphy Thompson. Uh, there's a vampire in that story who likes to sway to the beat of her heartbeat. <laughs> She's always like, "This is so creepy." Like she'll be like tapping his foot, and he'll she'll be like, "What is that?" And then she realizes that it's like in time to like her heart beating or her breath. And that's what this reminded me of. And it's just like you ain't got to be creepy for no reason. Yeah, like have some like some like social grace. You know I mean, what I, I mean? feel like, like Moreau. I feel like he. From jump, I think he delights in being creepy. Like that's I think so bag. too. But I, like, I, I, wanna... I just keep thinking about like, like when I talk about like you know if I'm the bureau, what is the point of ostracizing Amari when you like have this opportunity to get her on your side? And we know like Moreau obviously kind of wants her on his side, and it just doesn't seem like being obviously evil. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's a way to like get a young kid unless like you know that kid is a psychopath like <laughs> why are you you know what i mean like yeah you've already got to have a uh like proclivity for creepy things yeah beforehand like amari's out here trying to be a hero so why are you here's my thing and it, like it goes you'll i i I get it from the whole passage, so the whole passage makes my point. But you gotta think about motives of people. This is very much my MO as a uh cozy mystery reader and general mystery reader, is I'm all you always gonna look about motives, opportunities, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And why what is Moreau's motive for acting creepily to Amari? in the way that he pro- asks her questions as this goes on um, and how he responds to her questions. My thought is he's clearly trying to fill her out as a person. Mm-hmm. And that's very clear in how this passage goes. I was going to say, he also is one of those people who clearly puts like a lot of stock in power. And this is one of those things where it's like, I don't, it doesn't say, I mean, his name is Raul, but he gives me like, evil white man white man scientist vibes um and well, yeah, in like my opinion island, it's like the island of dr moreau type situation like he's mm-hmm. yeah he's but like in my opinion like the like pursuit of power is something that i think like intrigues and entraps men and boys much more than like women and especially like black women I feel like it's like justice you know like I would just like if I'm trying to get Amari on my side I would like lean into like the injustice of how magicians are treated and he kind of does that a little bit but he's clearly like right now just like trying to scare her and project like this like all-powerful you know super villain and it just, to me, and I know Amari a little bit better than he does at this point, it just doesn't feel like the right tactic. Yeah, but yeah, it's a, it's it's an attempt. Um, it's and I point. think, and I think that like, I mean, I guess we'll see. We'll keep going. Um, so he asks her if he if she can hear his magic as well, um, and she shakes her head, which means so basically did all that to real to like. I guess, confirm that she doesn't have blood magic. Um, and Moreau's like, a pity, there are blood spells that allow one to live forever. Um, 
And so Amari then remembers, we talked about the vampires, the vampire spell. And she's like, oh, I don't want to live forever if it means I have to hurt people. It's wrong. Um, and then Moreau says, right and wrong are relative. For instance, is it right to keep another human trapped in a cage? Of course not. And yet I doubt you'd agree with me that I should be set free. Um, he says, there's only weakness and strength. The strong have imposed their will on the weak since the beginning of time. Um, because your bureau is stronger on the day they raided my island, I now found myself here. That's colonizer mentality. It's very much, really but is. also I would say, like, and because I would say, like, he's he is wrong, but he's also not in terms of like how we see this play mm-hmm. out in the real world, right? Like the people who are, but I also feel like it's it's intertwined. The people who are strong are the ones who get to determine who's right and what's right and wrong. So it's not like right. those things are like separate. It's not like there is right and wrong or whatever, and or this or strength. And weakness or whatever but he's also t- well, like I would, twisting this I, to I would... and not who determine i said like and they determine what's right and wrong in terms of like legality right yeah not yes, necessarily yes, in terms of moral and what goes down in history in terms, yeah. yeah and what goes down in history like all that kind of stuff like it's not in terms of like morals and all that but in terms of like just like within a society Soci- society and yeah. yeah norms and if you have the power you get to decide what what is right and what's wrong and how and even how to go about determining that um, and like what kind of rightness trumps a certain kind of wrong and vice versa. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. just thinking of like tone policing or like <laughs> the idea of like, oh, we would listen to you if you said it like this instead of this. And now all of a sudden I'm deciding to be racist again. Like it's just a lot of different rules that are convoluted and whatever. Um, but Moreau saying this is like, it's interesting because it's like he again he's trying to paint himself as like a victim in some ways but also <laughs> he's genocidal so you're just like i mean <laughs> sure dude like you could believe this but this doesn't like it's not gonna make me fall to your side right away especially like after yeah. or like your like, solution to this to this to this problem is not the yeah not the way yeah yeah. Like you don't you don't have the answers, Sway. You ain't got the answers. Um, <laughs> not to quote Kanye, but who actually did come out years later and say Sway might have had the answer? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, oh my hilarious. god. <laughs> dangerous and you know, whatever, but he's also funny. If he uh, weren't so dangerous, <laughs> he would be hilarious. Right. That's the yes. problem. That's the problem. There we go. That's the problem. Um Okay, so Amari is like, I have questions. She don't want to go into no again. You know, time to wade into morals with a genocidal villain. Like we don't Wait, have to do all that. No, because that would be so cute. Morals with Moreau. That's like his capacity <laughs> teaching. <laughs> Wait, no. A little YouTube series, Morals right. with Moreau. And then he's like, he's like, let's talk about strength and weakness. Okay, so Amari's like, I have questions. Uh, Moreau says, as do I, but we mustn't forget our manners. So it's just like, again, like all this, all this morals with Moreau. Literally, <laughs> like, relax. Um, so they exchange names. Um, he finds it ironic that she's Quentin's little sister. Um, Amari's like, well, do you know where he is? He's like, of course not. I've been in this prison this whole time. Um, and then says, 
so yeah, but then Amari kind of goes back and is like, I'm supposed to answer you some questions. She or ask you some questions. She's looking at the paper she got from Magnus and Fiona. Um and again, Moreau's like, I got questions for you too. So like, what were you gonna do, do about this? Um, so they decide to trade questions, which it's one of those things that like I feel like anytime I read a like, let's trade questions, it never goes right. Mm-mm. But because power dynamics it's literally is always part of it and it's like power dynamics is also like moreau is hundreds of years old like amari just got here so it's just the harder you know what i mean like she just yeah, got here in the bureau and to like advantage. yeah yeah it's um, a life it's a life like <laughs> she's new, she's new to the world in addition to this new world like she's only been out here 12 years so they decide to trade questions um but oh so moreau says you must be. You must promise to be truthful in your answers. There shall only be one lie between us, and I've already told it. So I think that's. Um, I love it, honestly. You know what? I I thought no, the lie too. was that he had nothing to do with Quint, or he doesn't know where Quint is. Mm. Hmm. I wondered about that, but. Yeah. Yeah. Either that or. I'm trying to like, sometimes I'm like, what did he even tell her? That she doesn't have blood magic. His real name, Raul Moreau. (laughs) It could be anything. It could be anything. Does she she actually not possess blood magic? Can he really tell? He doesn't even do How does he know? How does he know? know? Mm -hmm. Um, So, um, I also, sorry, this is a tangent, but it's a, it's a, it's um, a, what do you call it existential tangent i quibble with the idea that there are like different types of magic like mm. that or that you can only that you only have like a certain like, like that amari is just mm-hmm. an illusionist or whatever mm. um that you have like one type of magic i think it, there might be like things in which you're better at i think about this like in terms of that dumb wizard boy that we don't talk we don't like to talk about but how like they're like art schools or whatever like there are subjects that you excel in or you just have like a, a capability or I, they come easy to you i guess if they come naturally or easy to you but that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you don't ha- it doesn't mean that she doesn't have blood magic it just means that she doesn't it's not like instinctual for her but if mm-hmm. she got you know if she worked with moreau or something like that she would be able to like understand and tap in or use her magic to perform blood magic mm-hmm. i guess are you an existential thing? I can't remember if you haven't. You are you caught yeah, up on yeah. Avatar: The Last Airbender? Oh no, because I feel like that was one of my things when I first went into Avatar: The Last Airbender was that I do I too quibble with that thought of like you can only be segmented to one kind of a a magic or whatever. Um, so I just initially was like it's so hard for me to get behind the idea of like there only being one person per generation who can possess all four and I'm like okay sure fine maybe all four but is there not someone who can possess two or three yeah. at a time like how does that work and then we get like uh, you're not caught up uh, wait am I not I'm not caught up in terms of like I've seen all of Avatar I okay. haven't seen all of Korra I haven't seen all of I've barely started Korra okay um, well then yeah I'm caught up like yeah. that way Okay, so and like I haven't read like the um Kiyoshi series. Yeah, you should join us for the read if you would like. Ooh, we're doing it. Okay, I'm really bad at group reads, guys. I'm not. I'm not. The I'm not great at it either, person. but somehow I'm leading it. So we'll see how that works. <laughs> All right, 
That is my life. I'm like, I'm not, I don't see myself as a leader. And yet here I am. Keep getting dressed yeah. into leading things. It's, it's real weird. Um, but yeah, the uh, with Avatar Last Airbender, Toph, for instance, is one of the characters who I'm like, she really does live in that lane of like, yes, she's an earthbender. But mm-hmm. by the time we get to Legends of Korra, this is as far as I've gotten into Korra, mm-hmm. um, she has like demonstrated, she demonstrated in the series that she could do metal bending. And then by the time she, we're in Le- Legends of Korra, she's an older woman and she's done it so well that her daughter has, it's like become an art form now to do metal building what's an extension of earth building uh bending yeah but i always thought about that as like metal is from the earth element yes <laughs> elemental but um, like it's so like but if it's like fire just like plus water earth equals and, like, um, and um katara like dabbling in blood bending which is like i mean i'll still water blood still has water yeah it's still like yeah. mostly water or whatever so uh, but it does have yeah. minerals in it so that's what i'm saying because it's so it's still yeah. kind of two elements Ooh, do you think that an earthbender could also be a bloodbender there's minerals perhaps exactly these are, these are okay we're getting but yeah yeah no no i agree with you i think that like it's such a fine line to say that like your magic um, cause that's what bending is too. It's you know, mm-hmm. magic, but like it stops right here. Right. And it's like, those things seem like a little bit blurry to me. Mm-hmm. Um, All life is gray. There's gray areas. Yeah. There's everything. gray areas and stuff. So I feel like it, it is, I think Avatar is like a great example of that, of like, they, I mean, this is life in general. We really like to like put things in boxes and categorize things. It makes it, it makes life easier. Like I, love to categorize like i have this i am this i you know um but that doesn't mean that there isn't some level of gray and and i think that as i like i just didn't like that they're just like oh you're this type of magician yeah you are also 100 percent magicality or whatever like nah girl you got range and I like, hate that it also sidelines her because it's like you're an illusionist, and that's all like they can say for her. Like they don't, they don't mm-hmm. give her the like range and time to like. Yeah, this is like the first time magic. we hear about blood magic, really. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. but like even well, like when she did the illusion at the about table the where magic, she had a fire. Yeah, yeah we and yeah, yeah we don't hear about the other kinds of magic, but then also it's like again because the um bureau has so thoroughly criminalized magician kind and like do they even know you know what i mean because they're just like immediately like magic is bad Um, like they know enough to justify what why their narrative is is that magic is bad yeah but it reminds me a lot of like oh the fact that like as a nation we don't actually have like a centralized database for like gun violence or like police brutality and then mm-hmm. it's like well you can never really understand the scope of the problem or find the com i mean you can they have to have independent com- people do that as projects like to yeah have that which is like but you know this but but there's reasons behind it and i feel like that's the same thing we could probably say here there's reasons right. why the bureau um is, is I'm sure the bureau is aware that there's a network of magicians. They may not be tapped into it. Maybe they do. Maybe they have a spy. But they may, you know what I mean? They're not mm-hmm. like they're doing their best to make sure that it stays ostracized from the the world itself, um, because it benefits them to not mm-hmm. have people with this level of power, mastery over power, to be part of the world. Ugh, hate it. 
Yeah. Um. Okay. So Amari's like. So he's again. He said like, "There's only been one lie." So he's like, "She's like, does that mean you do know where my brother is?" Um. And Moreau goes, "It means what it means." <laughs> so Amari is. Yeah, he knows. Amari, Amari is adult thing to say to a kid. Is like, that's not fair. <laughs> um. But Moreau is like, dude, I'm. Moreau like I'm not just some random dude off the street like you, you got to come but also he's harder like come on dude but also he's like I never promised to be fair right like he's I said like, I would be literally honest. a villain like please be like be for, be for real please be for real um so now they're gonna begin there they'll begin um so Moreau's first question is when the day comes when you have to choose a side and that day will come, will you join your fellow magicians or will you side with this bureau who hates everything we are? Um, which is honestly... It's a valid question, though. It's a valid question, but so, also, also she there's just no got way she, here. I was going to say, there's no way she would know <laughs> at this point. Um, so Motives. They question the motives. Yep. Um, so Amari's like, how many other magicians are there? Hundreds, I'd wager. Um, and he says, come now, you didn't think yourself so special as that, though I'll admit you are unusually strong and so very young. Now then, for my second question, um, because again, Amari tripped up. She wasted one of her questions mm-hmm. asking about how many magi- magicians there are. But it's also good to know, like, they've kind of, the Bureau has kind of been like, he had, it's, they've made it, made it seem like it's only really been the Night Brothers and the their Knight apprentices. Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that there are any others in any kind of other situation. And like, maybe they are all connected to Moreau in some kind of way. That part isn't clear and hasn't been said at this point in this book, but like, it it is a different, it's like a broadening of your perspective, I guess. Um, yeah. you know who I think also, would know? I, oh. I think that my friend from last episode, Sasquatch the Third, he has... <laughs> He's given he's he's putting he's had enough uh he's helped the magicians get enough Heidi holes and um, mm-hmm. headquarters that he probably mm-hmm. has that whole network cornered he does. For real estate for magicians. Absolutely. He probably yeah. knows exactly he knows how many magicians. Not only are. how many magicians there are, but where they at hiding out at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's summer homes. He knows yeah. what I <laughs> I was thinking about like so. Like Amari thinks, and like Van just said, like, oh, I wasted a question. But I'm wondering, like, do the does the bureau know that there's hundreds of magicians, or do they also think that it's just like Moreau and their apprentices? Because right. if you think back to when she first gets her magic, I think Van Helsing is like, who gave you magic? Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think and it's possible like, they did, know, but right, I think it's possible right. they know how many there are, or at least like know that there are more than just like yeah, the ones that are on their radar like, or whatever data models <laughs> right um but it's also like what they tell her you know what i mean like i think right, the right, way right. That they that's what i was... information it leaves her isolated as opposed to knowing that there are mm-hmm. hundreds of other magicians out there is like a different that could if she yeah. wasn't so focused on finding quentin it could mean something i mean it would to me it means not that it doesn't like, mean anything but i mean like in the scheme of things right now it's not like right now for her to go find them right it's now. like yeah. a it's a it's, a, it's a cute little like nugget of information but her main thing is she finding mm-hmm. her brother but I, yeah. yeah i think it means 
that there is a possibility that she finds community and like mm-hmm. they want to keep her feeling isolated mm-hmm. and ostracized um and under the threat that she'll be that the community is the bureau and that she is has is under the threat of being mm-hmm. yeah of being like kicked out of that and so mm-hmm. now she's figuring out like actually there's a ton of magicians that are possibly not in the bureau and um, also a sasquatch who's ready to help them get their stuff where they need to go <laughs> The Not hangouts. Um, y'all need a community center? I got y'all. Um, so, uh, okay, so Amari kicks her kicks the glass in annoyance and Rose says, quite the temper. Don't be angry, child. Be better. Which, honestly, is kind of a bar. <laughs> Not to give, him, bar, but not to give like... him his things, but to give him his things. Not to give him that a bar. <laughs> Look, I love me a good villain. Uh, because villain, like, oh. that kind like of you gotta make, if you make a point, if you make multiple points, I'm like, ooh, ooh, right? Like, interesting, interesting. It's just interesting. That's all. Curious, you know. So Amari is like, ask your next question. Uh, Moreau asks if anyone has claimed her. Um, mm. Amari starts to ask what that means, but then she catches herself and just says, "I don't know what you mean by that." Um, so basically, he's asking if anyone if like she's an apprentice to anyone um he says there's masters and apprentices Mm -hmm. he says one to offer the power one to receive it one to possess the wisdom the other to need it um which is like like, honestly he's giving bar but also like it's like again it's all these she's coming to this world and there's all these like rules and like this is all very arbitrary like Mm-hmm. and also again it's like power dynamics it's very much like setting this up in a way that benefits really the master <laughs> um and yeah. it's also like yeah it's just a dangerous setup <laughs> which is why it gave me very much sith system mm-hmm. like it's the sith system mm-hmm. from star wars mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um definitely very much that and then he says whoever gave you such powerful magic should have claimed you by now Unless, um, unless you were born with it, which is rare, but it's possible. She's Maybelline, exactly. <laughs> Maybe Maybelline. Um, uh, <clears throat> no, go ahead. The that's like the first that we've heard about this too, though. Like, right? Mm-hmm. We don't hear. About yeah, we had born magicians before this. Yeah, and since since like when they first were asking her, like we still didn't really understand how magicians got their magic. Um, right because we've only seen it happen through the crystal ball which is not which as we were told at the time like it's not normal Um, right so like and also it's the idea that like magicians stole the magic from merlin an mm -hmm. elf yes an elf um and so if you're born a magician if that's the thing that can happen that means you didn't steal your magic you were like born with it was given to you which also unlocks this whole new world beyond like just having like every human has the potential for magic and mm-hmm. to varying degrees to like, sorry, I was just thinking about like the, in- okay, this is the Marvel episode. I'm sorry. The Inhumans, right? So like, it's just like in your DNA and then it like, you, you get to drink some, eat, or you have to take some fish you, oil and then. You have the fish oil mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, you know, embiggen. So. <laughs> I mean, um, sadly, it's also mirror in the real world. We drink our water from our city, and then oh, suddenly I have a crippling disease. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You just really had to go and make that dark, didn't you? But that's not something you're born with, Portia. That's just, I mean, you're, I guess you're born with poverty and like horrible EPA protections, but um, the idea that like, it's not a matter of where you, you know, who you know, or, or, or going out and like literally stealing magic from an elf. Um, Cause Amari, as far as she knows, she's never even met an elf. So mm-hmm. it's just like one of those like little tidbits that you're like, Oh my God, this world is so big and complex. And I just want to dive head first. Mm-hmm. Into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Amari is like, she she has a lot of questions about what Moreau is telling her, but she also is trying to stay focused. So she gets back to the task at hand. She's like, basically asks like what he does know about Quentin's disappearance. Um, so it, so Moreau tells her that Quentin was looking into things that he shouldn't, um, things the Bureau would, would frown upon, um, and that he likely founded something or found something that the magicians wanted, um, but he won't give her more information on that. Uh, <laughs> he's just like, you know, far more than you did when you came down here. So there you go. So peace out. Take your win. This is what yeah. you're going to get from me. Um, so then he explains why he wanted to meet Amari. Um, there's a plan being carried out that's many years in the making. Um, he says a plan so perfect that not even my capture has prevented it from coming to pass. So we're getting into like, villain splaining now um he was he's been waiting to tell somebody who he actually wanted to tell mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like everybody else is too boring to tell my plan um when the dust settles this wretched bureau will be destroyed and magicians shall take their rightful place in the world i had been content to wait out the destruction here in my cell but then i felt your, i felt your magic awaken like a clap of thunder that vibrated my very bones um calm down sir this is a he- windy <laughs> like yo Look at my thunderclaps and vibrating bones. bones. I'm 12. Your bones? We are not in the strip club, sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keep it together. Um, so Moreau waves his hand and um, he, to make an illusion, it's of Amari covered in expensive jewels, shimmering moon, and a, with a shimmering moonstone crown on her head. He says, you could be great, my dear. Truly special. With the proper guidance, you could have you could have anything your heart desires. Anyone who has ever wronged you would bow and scrape at your feet. You need only join us, Amari Peters. Join your fellow magicians. Um, Don't do it. It's a trap. So Amari's kind of just looking. Like, she doesn't really know what to say to this. Um, then uh, he changes the illusion again to a hulking beast. Um, ten feet tall, as wide as a truck. With the growling head of a tiger and the muscular fur-covered body of a man, it stalks right up to the glass, lowers its snarling jaws to flash razor-sharp teeth. A low, a low growl rattles the cage. Um, and so Amari's realizing, like, this is what hybrids look like. Because, um, like, this is the first time she would have seen mm-hmm. one. And so now she's terrified. And so he's like, this is what the Bureau is up against. Um... Like you, you, you really think you come up against this, but you know you don't have to. You could just come to our side. <laughs> um, and he's like, you know, you used to be yours to command. Look, like you could do all this with this power. Like I'm telling you, he's trying to, you know, he's trying to entice two for her. one. Um, Bogo. 
And then he's like, with magic as strong as yours, I could teach you to create your own. And so for a moment, Amari kind of thinks back to Jefferson Academy and all of her bullies and thinking about like how she could set some hybrids on them and what that would, um, like, you know, that'll, that'll teach them Mm -hmm. or whatever. And like a part of her likes the idea. Um, but she shakes the thoughts out of her head. What is she's like, what am I thinking? Um, she turns and runs back to Lord Kensington before Moreau can mess with her head anymore. Um, but she stops short, turns to Moreau and says, I'm on the Bureau side, on my brother's side, always. So for her right now, the Bureau and her brother are sort of synonymous. Like, yeah, I think it's pretty clear that she doesn't have any like very strong ties to the Bureau, but her brother really cared about it and like risked his life for it. So I think that that's kind of what's keeping her. Um, her, the Bureau is the only gateway to finding answers for Clinton. That's right. her whole mission. This is the beginning of the book. Right. So it's but like, also it's something that means yeah. something to him too. So it's not like she's going to just throw all of that away because she wants like revenge on her bullies. Right. You know what I mean? Like not to say that that couldn't change at some point. It's just at this point right now, her brother is her like Reason. North star, and, I guess. Well, like I also, it that part made me like wonder, cause it seems so anti Amari that I was wondering too, like, is he able to like, push kind of thoughts or things in her head like i mean she definitely feels a little bit like yo where did that come from where not that, that it was from, like because right? not that it's super explicit that he's putting things in her head but at least like you can yeah. tell he's like manipulative in a way that does kind of like, yeah he does kind of know how to sway people um and kind of push it and he and did you know, say that, that his magic extends to a, an extent outside yeah. of the glass like he like yeah and they also warned so how, him. How they also warned her glass. before she got there that like he would try yeah. to you know sway her manipulate or her yeah or sway her yeah because it's just like one of those things where we if you think back to like what we saw with Emily Grant like Amari's not trying to be cruel to her she just mm-hmm. wants to be left left in peace and so like mm-hmm. that thought of teaching her bullies a lesson as opposed to like getting her bullies to just like back oh, off alone yeah doesn't it seems very like not in align with what we know of amari so far mm-hmm. and so that like coming out as like kind of a desire as opposed to like an intrusive thought um mm-hmm. i think about this a lot because i suffer from intrusive thoughts like you know like there, there's a difference between that like if i had a million dollars i would do x versus like y right and like some mm-hmm. of those things are I don't know, it just seems very out of alignment with who Amari is to think about, like, kind of revenge in that way. Um, Especially because, like, the first thing she says to Moreau is, like, if I have to hurt people, it's not worth it. Like, she's not vindictive like that. So Mm -hmm. it's just something that was, like, I was, like, how how safe is this glass? And I'm glad that she was, like, let me, I'm out. (laughs) Get me out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so Moreau sighs, the illusions fade away until he's back in his rocking chair. He says, the Bureau has long believed themselves beyond our reach. That arrogance will be their downfall. The hour draws near when we shall regain what was taken from us. Remember that I have give that I gave you a chance, little magician. In the end, we are all bound by our choices. Um, and that's the end of the chapter. He do has, he do got bars. Like, I'm not gonna... Y'all were saying earlier, like, does he really think that Amari is going to just, like, be 
enchanted by a man who's just creepily like throwing thing images up for her to kind of like help her like does that really think that she like gonna get swayed by that but also we know this is all he knows it's gonna be recorded she knows it's all being recorded did he really think she was gonna just like say that she was gonna ride with the magicians on a recording that the bureau would see is that really what he thought and as a super smart older gentleman would he even want to work with a magician who wasn't savvy enough to play the game in front of cameras like would he even want that yeah right i mean part of that is like that part of that you have to think about like part of that performance how much of that performance is for mari and how much of that performance is for the -hmm. bureau that's Mm -hmm. watching Mm -hmm. um but we've also seen with amari like sometimes she doesn't you know like when dylan kind of was like oh i was you know told his dad like oh i told her to not to do her own investigating and we're like no that makes sense like that's what you should say to not mm-hmm. you know put the spotlight on them or whatever and she was like how dare he throw me under the bus right because again she's 12 and we've seen amari is not sneaky mm-hmm. <laughs> she just be calling it plain so yeah it's but i guess the thing is it's like does amari in the moment catch that that's what's happening or is she taking everything kind of at face value? And I think yeah. maybe, you know, Wes, when she gets some time apart and gets away from Moreau, she might be like, oh, okay, some of that was just for the Bureau and not for me. But, like, mm-hmm. right now, she's like, your man is dangerous. <laughs> Which he is. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, real MVP. It's got to be Amari. Yeah. I mean, she just, like, goes, you know, and, like, she only, they only really give her a couple of hours, maybe, of, like, prep and what to expect, and, like, she's going up against a hundred-plus centuries-old supervillain, and I think does a pretty good job. She only gets tricked, like, once, but just that, I mean, I, personally, me, I'm gonna just continue to you know, judge her actions against what I think mine would have been, I would have been, I was already home, so. Right. You know. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much all of the above. I think she did a really good job with, like, what she had, and, like, even her stumbles. Like, she's never done that before, so she did a, she... Mm-hmm. And how quickly, she like, that. she only, she caught herself immediately when she, you know, had that one stumble of giving him a question. She never did it again. Mm-hmm. Right away, so. Uh, same, I also made Amari my MVP. That. Uh, benched? I said Moreau. He's, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what to say other than, like, he's obviously the baddie, and um, even though he has bars, he is very... Uh, dude is evil. Yeah, I mean, and also like his his approach is very heavy handed. Um, mm-hmm. You know, again, half of that is how much of that is for Amari and how much of that is for the bureau watching. But like, you could be an evil supervillain and not be a cliche. But he said, "No, nah, let's go with the classics. Let's just yeah." You know. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes the classics work. You know, if it ain't broke. Yeah. 
I, on the other hand, made the Department of Supernatural Investigations my bench person oh, player. Um, and there's so many reasons. I'm gonna I'm trying to keep it condensed, but also let's start from the top. Um <laughs> Van Helsing typing up the list of questions because he's always willing to use Amari, but he's not willing to actually listen to Amari. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. the fact that um they did not give her sufficient time to be prepared for what she would be handling. Does she? Do they handle all of their missions like this? Because their standards are very lacking, if so. Um, the adults um, not giving care. Like when she got into Lord Kensington, she recognized that she didn't ask enough questions about what was going on and like what she should ex- like suspect like going down or even like what she would see or what was going to happen. They didn't even think to like bring that up to her so she could have an understanding of what she would see and perhaps what she might want to do as she's venturing to this very scary dark chamber by herself. That was no one, one thing, backing her up. But that's elevator. one thing I did think about. I was like, you can get someone to ride in the elevator with her. Right. Like they don't have to get okay. out. They, they have the elevator pack. They have they were like the elevator got it. <laughs> yep. They'll, they'll give them, give the me, only support you get is from talk. board lift. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, the thing, though, too. Is to like, just talk to Moreau by ourselves, and we're not. We're even so scared, we won't go down there and back you up. Like we won't be doing that. That's just not what we're gonna do. Um, and like honestly, it's one of the things. Like, I, it it makes sense for like the book. Um, just like because even what Moreau was saying about the bureau wasn't wrong. Like we've seen all these like terrible things happen like from the bureau, right? And so it's one of those things where it's like both sides are not great. There's no like <laughs> this is the good side and this is the bad side or whatever. And like I appreciate yeah. that we get that nuance. Um, and that at least for this moment, like Amari's just going with what's gonna like she has her own, she doesn't have to deal with the like moral whatever. Yeah. And, like at least not like maybe later she will, but like at this moment, she has one specific goal, and so she's like using whatever she can to get to that specific place. But like see being able to like, even if she doesn't completely recognize all the like machinations and like all everything else that's going around her like we can see it and it's depicted in the book and so i it's like a nice kind of like world building like stage setting for this like kind of straightforward story i guess yes and my final point for it all is that when i kept talking about questioning the motives of why moreau was doing what he was doing if you notice not once does he wait for amari to actually answer any questions for him and neither Amari nor the, the the Department of Supernatural Investigations had prepped her for, like, what she should say or shouldn't uh, give him as information. And I guess they assume that she's being at the Bureau, she's as a trainee, she doesn't have enough information that would be valuable to give to him. Yet he's getting valuable information from her because he's trying to test her and gauge how he can manipulate her, what she's willing to share once she's manipulated, and what is the best way to do that. So he saw her kick the glass. He saw her um, be very, like, into like what asking questions about Quentin and about magicians and that curiosity and her natural reactions or his questions were questions. So he knows that he can dig on her curiosity and the lack of the bureau of the bureau and uh, department of investigation specifically giving her the information that she needs to not be curious. So I just feel like 
the Department of Investigations is setting Amari up to be manipulated by whomever comes across her and has the right white, uh, right way to do it. They gave her the most manipulative magician possible to be in her lane to so set up to manipulate her. And he's... He